1: Hello, everyone. I'm George Roscoe. And I am Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 66 of Say What?, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including... Offensive teaching material and the related controversy it's caused over book banning in our public schools.
2: Yeah, George, you know uh, our listeners may be familiar with Ray Bradbury's classic 1950s novel about a dystopian future where the protagonist in the book, uh, Guy Montag, is a fireman, and his job is to find and destroy ban books along with the private homes that those books are found in. Now, the government had banned all books in in the novel except, interestingly, comics, trade journals, and pornography. Uh, That they allowed, and there's some eerily familiar overtones to this. Well, last February, George, the school board in McKinn County, eastern Tennessee – made national headlines after its decision to remove a book called Mouse. Actually, it's spelled M-A-U-S, a survivor's tale from its classworms. And this book was a Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel uh, that was first published in 1986 uh, about the Holocaust. In fact, it's a harrowing uh, tale where Jews are depicted as mice and Nazis as cats. Um, the school board's decision, um, not surprisingly, set off a firestorm of immediate condemnation. And it's kind of reminiscent of the play and movie "Inherit the Wind," uh, famous movie and play, uh, which chronicled the 1925 Scopes Monkey Trial about the banning of books back then on evolution, which also coincidentally took place in um, in Tennessee. Of course, this was the favorite. Case between the famous lawyer Williams, Jennings Bryan, and Clarence Darrow. Well, as in the play, the Tennessee school board members um, back in February were similarly uh, disparaged as moronic hayseeds. Well, as coincidence would have it, that same month in February, a number of major news sources disparaged Texas parents for demanding that local school boards remove from their libraries hundreds of books they deemed destructive to the goal, as they saw it, of creating virtuous and responsible citizens. And so we thought we'd share some examples of the books that were on that list that these concerned parents wanted to uh, get rid of the, out of the school libraries. Um, one of them is a book called Lawn Boy, Um this is a coming-of-age novel about a Mexican-American character's journey to understanding his own sexuality and ethnic identity. And that it, it idealizes profanity, pornography, gambling, and homosexuality, according to the parents. And we've looked at the, at the book, and, and it does do all of those things. Another one, and this is a topic, George, that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book is entitled Gender Queer. Yep. Uh, gender queer means that we disavow any um, particular labels about gender identity because the belief is that all identity is constantly fluid. It's, it's ever changing. Well, this book is an illustrated memoir about a self-described non-binary author, which can, again, contains very sexually explicit cartoon images. So this is another book that the, the parents didn't want in the school libraries. Uh, Another example uh, is the book All Boys Aren't Blue. And this is the memoir of a queer black author, which includes, again, graphic descriptions of molestation and sex between men. Um, Finally, uh, our last example is the book Not My Idea a book about whiteness that's the title of the book and this book describes a, a parents claims that it promotes racism and the now discredited black lives matter movement so this is these are just four examples of literally hundreds of similar books they're very close in nature to these that uh, could be argued rightly that parents didn't want to see in their local school libraries.
1: And and Mark, real quick, for for me, what I'm seeing as a strategy by the left and leftist parents is to take away the focus from all of the CSE and CRT and SEL and the storming of the boardrooms over VAX and the other stuff that have happened recently. Yeah. They're trying to reclaim the pulpit, so to speak, with their own talking point. And this has been kind of the only national galvanizing talking point on the left is they, they're creating uh, this perception that we normal parents want to ban books.
2: That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, and the truth, George, is that we do live in an open society uh, where freedom of the press, speech, and the rights of conscience are sacrosanct, and, and they always have been in American society. It, it's what makes us a free society. So, any bans of books need to be approached with very careful circumspection. It's not something that you want to do immediately. Uh, but we also need to be wary of conflating wholesale censorship, which, is, which parents have been accused of, with the very legitimate concerns that parents have about teaching what we call the triple threat, sex and gender theory, critical race theory, and social-emotional learning in our public schools. Um, you know, similar to the concept of uh, equity, which has become a kind of woke talisman to insist upon equality of outcome. Progressives regularly take very legitimate values, like the freedom of press, speech, and conscience, and then they totalize them to apply to everything that either advances or constrains their particular agenda, where any kind of restrictions on any kind of materials, no matter how offensive age-inappropriate or outright deceptive as seen as tantamount to censorship and is therefore unjustified. Mark, I They don't. do this all the time.
1: Yes. I, if there is a way to highlight, underline, bold this uh, these last two sentences that you just gave us, this is so powerful, parents. Um, similar to the concept of equity, which has become a kind of woke talisman to insist upon equality of outcomes – Progressives take legitimate values like freedom of the press, speech, and conscience, and then totalize them to apply to everything that either advances or constrains their agenda. This is key. Mark, I'm so glad you wrote it so eloquently.
2: Yeah, this is this is part of the agenda. So they they take things that everybody understands so that are, and are worthy of praise, like freedom of, of speech, and then they apply it to everything to to deconstruct society. Actually, there's no there's no limit to it, and this is done in a in a number of different ways. One of those ways, George, is this term gaslighting. Um, so in the case of critical race theory as an example progressives regularly accuse parents of falsely claiming that sex and gender theory and CRT indoctrination is happening purely for effect they think oh they're just making this stuff this is this is for a conservative this is their their particular agenda it's not really being taught they say you're you're just gaslighting but of course It is being taught. I mean, POK has been reporting on this for years now. It's a regular part of this radio program. Um, You know, in California, as an example, CRT is in what's called the Ethnic Studies Framework. It's an 800-page document. It was passed into law. High schoolers have to take it to graduate from high school. There's been legal cases across the country that we have talked about many times, most recently uh, the Clark v. Nevada Charter Schools case where uh, this young man from a mixed race was forced to deconstruct uh, his white identity. I guess he appeared uh, pretty white in his skin tone, and this was litigated in a, a a federal court, teachers also are regularly being dismissed for not using students' preferred pronouns. Um, in Loudoun County, in Virginia, uh, last year, uh, Glenn Youngkin defeated the incumbent Terry McAuliffe after Terry McAuliffe made the statement, "Parents, you know, should leave teaching to the professionals." Um, and just recently, George, I read a report from this organization called America's First Legal they have uh, released 166 separate documents obtained from FOIA request from across the nation proving the ubiquity of CRT indoctrination.
1: Say hey, what?
2: So th- there is no doubt whatsoever that these things are being taught across the country. So when parents are justifiably upset about this, they're not gaslighting. Mm-hmm. It is really happening. But more to the point, George, if sex and gender th- and CRT isn't being taught, as our opponents claim, then there shouldn't be any teaching materials to be concerned about, yep. should there? Yep. <laughs> but of course they, there are. Well, the second way um, they come against us is to accuse us of sheer hysteria. Well, even if there are woke teaching materials, they say, they're neither offensive or inappropriate, but they're actually necessary to promote 21st century values like sex and gender tolerance and social justice. Mm -hmm. We need these things uh, to advance our society to the next stage. Well, one of the books that the Texas parents asked their schools to remove was a book that uh, we have in our library at Protect Our Kids – It's called It's Perfectly Normal, and it's for ages 10 and up. And it's filled with realistic cartoon depictions of sex acts. Um, In fact, its chapter and section descriptions read sexual desire, sexual intercourse. Who are you? What's your gender? Straight, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, Another section topic is masturbation. You get the idea, George. This is for 10-year-olds. Say what? Another book that we have in our library is a book called Who Are You? This is for five-year-olds, and this is recommended in the California Healthy Youth Act framework. It reads, some people say there are only two genders, but there are really many genders. There are, these are just a few of the words people use for the many genders, trans, genderqueer, non-binary, gender fluid, transgender, gender neutral, agender, neutroice, bigender, third gender, two-spirit. Do you think it's justified that a parent might be concerned about having this book in a school library? Most definitely. Well, what about this book? It's not the stork. This is for five to eight-year-olds. And this is filled with cartoon images of stimulated sexual organs. As is the next book uh, that was on the list, Sex puberty and all that stuff. George, this is for sixth graders and it goes into great detail with descriptions and images of self-stimulation alone and with others and sex acts that we can't even describe here on live radio. They're they're just too lurid Mm -hmm. that they're not appropriate. And then finally, um, Another book that was on the list is Sex, the all-you-need-to-know sexuality guide to get you through your teens and 20s, and this book is for ninth graders and up. And George, I've got some things written down here, but I can't mention them because that's how offensive they are. Not even for adults can we mention them. So I, I think there's real merit in the Texas parents not wanting these books to be in school libraries
1: also i i think it's disingenuous of the left to call this book banning uh in in fact it's a you know restriction of <laughs> of just common sense here uh, you're trying to to restrict content that is definitely not age-appropriate content that is definitely medically inaccurate content that is definitely unscientific because queer theory does not rely on science to to ground its claims. Uh, It just relies on its feelings and postmodernism. In fact, it's
2: anti-science. It's
1: anti-science.
2: And we have to remember that these books are being paid for by taxpayer dollars. Now, if you're a private citizen and you want to go to your local bookstore or get on Amazon and order one of these books for your private use, there are no laws preventing you from doing that. There's no censorship to do that. Yep. Uh but here's the real irony here, Lord uh George. It there is actually a real cancel culture. It it exists, but it emanates almost entirely from the progressive and woke world world worldview. In fact, Alan Dershowitz, who's a liberal, by the way, in his book of the same name writes, cancel culture is the new McCarthyism of the woke generation. As with the old McCarthyism, it ends careers, destroys legacies, breaks up families, and even causes suicides with no semblance of due process or or opportunity to disprove the often false or exaggerated accusations close quote so censorship is happening but it's a lobs it's lopsided toward the progressive left and i'll give you some examples uh amazon killed a book we talked about recently uh written by dr ryan anderson uh entitled when harry became sally talking about the dangers of the transgender movement why did they kill it they just don't like its message yep and uh, obviously, they, they got a lot of um, uh, pushback by the LGBT community. And so they censored this book. Now, this is a private company that censored the book. Uh, Target, similarly, has censored Abigail Schreier's bestseller, Irreversible Damage, that talks about what happens to young women, uh, mainly, that start to go through puberty blockers and then take cross-sex hom- hormones and become sterilized. Um, Target just said, nope, we don't like this book. We don't like this message. We're going to censor it. Uh, Not to mention classic Western literature. From Homer to Shakespeare, Mark Twain, even Harper Lee is now being canceled in schools across the nation. Shakespeare's sin is apparently his anti-Semitic treatment of Jews in uh, the play The Merchant of Venice. Harper Lee, uh, his sin was creating the hero Atticus Finch who happens to be a white liberal, would-be savior of a black man wrongly accused. Well, you can't have a white man defending a black person, so we need to ban that this book from our public schools. And it has been banned. Uh, what about the progressives officials in San Francisco who began stripping of, quote, offensive names from their public schools, like George Washington, abraham lincoln even democratic u.s senator diane feinstein (laughs) who is a living witness to her own cancellation in that city i mean it's just unbelievable and there's currently a move of fit by these same woke activists to remove statues in our country of george washington and thomas jefferson because they were slaveholders So there is a cancel culture, there is book banning, but it's mainly happening, not from the conservatives, but from the left.
1: So, Mark, then what is the sensible approach to restricting teaching material? We're not talking about material that's available to all adults outside of public schools, but we're talking about the public school concept and the public school environment.
2: Well, that's a great question, George. Well, I think first and foremost, we do need to guard against overreach. Now there are some controversial and even offensive materials that should not be banned because students need to be exposed to controversial materials that they're going to be forced to confront at some age in the gen- in the larger culture. Uh, a good example is Ibram X Kendi's book How to be an anti-racist, which has a place in school libraries for certain ages. And that brings up the second point. So let's not overreach. But the second point is let's focus on what is age appropriate and follows community standards. These are entirely defensible ways to take a look at what should be in school libraries. Some materials merit banning, or at least restricting based on these criteria. And this has been a practice for most of American history. We have to remember that teaching materials are purchased, again, by taxpayer dollars to promote the general welfare as promoted and defined by the community. Students are a captive audience instructed by authority figure, and it is parents' jobs as members of that community to ensure a child's welfare is being both promoted and protected. So no overreach and what is age-appropriate and follows community standards by people in the community, and that includes parents of children in the public schools. And finally, George, I would say balance needs to be used. Where controversy exists, legitimate controversy, use balance. So, for example, if a library is going to carry Ibram X. Kendi's book, it should also carry its counterpoint, like historian John McWhorter's Woke racism. If it's going to carry uh, Michelle Alexander's, the new Jim Crow, it should also carry Heather McDonald's, a war on cops, right? So again, if it's age appropriate and there's something controversial, but it's in the larger uh, culture and, and we need to know about it, well, then have the other side. Iron sharpens iron, or as the scriptures say, What the first person says seems right until his neighbor comes along and examines him. And that's right out of Proverbs 18.17. So I think there is a sensible approach here um, to avoid wholesale censorship, uh, to expose students to books that they're going to have to confront in the larger culture with some sensible um, approaches. No overreach, age-appropriate community standards, let's use some balance.
1: I agree, Mark. <clears throat> and, and, and I like the way you treated this topic, because once again, parents, remember, you're going to be going to school board meetings. The left is going to try and undermine what you're saying and just kind of take over uh, the bully pulpit. And book banning is the new theme of the left. And they're using it all across the country. In fact, Uh, A few episodes ago, we started talking about the rise of leftist parent groups. And from, you know, Mark, your your experience and my experience over the last, let's say, five years, the kind of parent groups that have been forming and rising all across the nation are parents like you and me. That's right. Um, And so now we're starting to (laughs) see the Democrat Party start a, uh, you know, mimicking our movement By creating their own parent group so that way they can say, you know, parents of Sarasota, Florida, supporting, you know, this candidate. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those massive parent groups is called Red, Wine, and Blue. Uh, And they are training parents. Um, In fact, just a couple weeks ago, I received uh, their, you know, weekly newsletter. And it was around this topic. On how to educate parents on the book banning that's happening all across the country, uh, and so this is the key hot button topic for them, and how to you know counteract everything that we are doing.
2: So we're running out of time here, George, but um, you know all of these uh, these live programs are recorded onto a podcast, and you can go to our website at protectourkidsnow.org and go to the uh, the podcast page, and you can share these these conversations that George and I have together with with others in your community, please do so. And also, please look at our latest videos. The, The first one is, What is the Triple Threat? Uh, the, the talks about sex and gender theory, CRT, and social and emotional learning. Uh, this is being produced in several different languages. More language uh, versions of this video are going to be coming out shortly. And also, uh, please review uh, George's newest video, What is Social and Emotional Learning? and share them with as many people as you can. Well, that's all the time we have. Thank you for joining us on Say What? And we'll see you next time.